from world conflicts to falling financial markets, natural disasters, and more. Wish the headlines would just stop. It's not a newsflash that life can feel like a pressure cooker. From managing work to building relationships, it's easy to feel overwhelmed. And for many of us, anxiety and stress are constant companions. But you are not alone. Support is out there, just waiting to meet you. And you can find it through friendly people at churchescare.com. At churchescare.com, we know that finding your community can feel intimidating. That's why we do the heavy lifting for you. Churchescare.com helps connect people like you to churches that can support and serve you. In your new community, you'll find a group of people ready to talk, listen, and help you navigate life through its twists and turns. All you have to do is come as you are. If you're ready to find your community, visit churchescare.com today. That's C-H-U-R-C-H-E-S-Care.com. We look forward to serving you. Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner, really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. All Radio. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And good evening, one and all, and welcome back to the Exo. My name is Rob McConnell, and for the next four hours, I am your host and your guide as together we cross the time-space continuum to this place that I call the Exo. It's a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where fact is fiction, and fiction is reality. The Exo comes to you Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern, Right here on the Exxon Broadcast Network, Talkstar Radio Network, Mutual Broadcast Network, Simul Radio and Simul TV, and of course, our good friends at iHeartRadio. If you'd like to send me an email, exxon at exxonradiotv.com on all social media sites, Exxon Radio TV. And to find out about the programming we have available for you 24-7, 365 with our compliments, on the Exxon Broadcast Network, visit www.xzbn.net. Now, before I get to our guest this hour, who is uh, Mark Spencer, the X Chronicles newspaper is out and available for one and all at xchroniclesnewspaper.com. In the past three days, the newspaper has been read online or downloaded in 8,005 uh, 8, cities around the world. That's at www.xchroniclesnewspaper.com. Mark Spencer is my guest this hour, Exonation. He is the author of 10 books. He has received four national awards for his fiction, including the William Faulkner Award for the novel. He is a professor and dean of the School of Arts and Humanities at the University of Arkansas at Monticello. And he lives with his wife and five children in the Allen House, which is the subject of his best-selling book, A Haunted Love Story. The Ghost of the Allen House. The house and his book were the basis of the episodes of five TV shows, A Haunting, My Ghost Story, Paranormal Witness, Ghost Brothers, and Ghost Hunters. Joining me now from Monticello, Arkansas, is my guest this hour, Mark Spencer. And Mark, welcome to the X-Zone. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Uh, tell us a little bit. Uh, first, first of all, I have to ask you this. As a professor and dean, uh-huh. have you always been a believer in the paranormal? 
No, not at all. Um, I Until I moved into the Allen house, I was a total skeptic, 100%. So let me ask you the next question. What changed your mind? Um, well, that's what we're here to talk about, <laughs> I think, over the next hour or so. Um, mainly moving into the Allen house and, and having personal experiences. I, I still don't believe that anybody can really embrace the paranormal without having personal experiences. I, I just think that it's terribly difficult to to just talk to someone sure. or read about something or see a TV show or a movie and then say, I'm a believer now. Um, I, I always tell people I'm not in the business of trying to make anybody believe in anything. Um, I'm just sharing my own personal experience. And I was a 100% skeptic, and, and now I'm a 100% believer in the paranormal. And it's entirely because of personal experiences. Can you, share, can you share with us these personal experiences that changed you from a non-believer to diehard believer? Well, after we'd been in the Allen House for about a year, mm -hmm. uh, he finally agreed to have a paranormal group come in because the house was pretty famous for paranormal activity for about 60 years before we ever heard of the place. And the, the previous owner had not allowed any paranormal investigations. And so when we bought the house, we were immediately bombarded by paranormal investigators who wanted to come in. And we told them all no, because my wife and I really weren't interested in that sort of thing. We were interested in moving into the house and fixing it up and mm -hmm. making our making it our private residence for our family. But after we had been in the house for about a year, and especially given some of the experiences that my wife and the children had had during that first year, we decided to allow in a group called Louisiana Spirits. And they seemed very down to earth. Uh, they, they didn't put any stock in subjective experiences, which I liked. They used all the latest technology to, to, find, to really try to debunk stories of paranormal activity. Uh, the lead investigator told me that in 99% of their investigations, they found absolutely no evidence of paranormal activity or they found ways of explaining the activity. And, and I was aware that people often will, will think they're experiencing something mm -hmm. paranormal, but they're not, because there are all sorts of things that, that can cause this. You can have toxic fumes sure. coming up from below your house, yeah. um, especially if you live in an old house. Um, old houses have interesting um, designs. The rooms are all shaped in an interesting way, and a lot of, a lot of these big old houses, um, light and shadow can play tricks or in a person's eyes and, and mind. Old houses make lots of noises. Uh, you can have issues with your, your electrical um, system in the house. I mean, you can be exposed to, to um, all sorts of things sure. that, that cause you to have these hallucinations in essence. One of the biggest, uh, one of the biggest uh, culprits that we have found over the years doing the show is black mold. Yeah, well, and that's another, yeah. and that's another um, cause of um, people believing they're having paranormal experiences when it's really just toxic mold. Yeah, exactly. In in the home, and so I was aware of all this, mm -hmm. and so when we were approached by Louisiana Spirits, and they were telling me about how they conducted investigations and how they tried to be as scientific as possible and as objective as possible, I thought, well, they seem reasonable, and I thought that maybe they would come up with some explanations for all these paranormal stories that people have been telling for over half a century. I, I honestly didn't think that they would come up with um, any actual evidence of paranormal activity. Um, now, my, my wife and the children and I had had some odd experiences in the house that first year, my wife particularly, because she's, she's at home a lot more than sure. I am. Um, so, so we said yes to Louisiana Spirits. Um, we, we thought it would be, you know, and I had decided it would be interesting to have a paranormal in investigation in the house. And, and so my, my wife told them they could come in, and it was the summer, I think it was early June of 2008. 
And my wife, not know, and I, not knowing the protocol for having a paranormal investigation in our home, mm-hmm. uh, decided that we would go out to dinner and then see a late movie and just leave the house to the investigators. It didn't quite work out that way um, because just after we had pulled out of the driveway, we were probably not more than a block away from the house. My wife got a call on her cell phone from the lead investigator telling her that all the electricity, um, all the power in the house had just gone out. That they had been on the verge of beginning their investigation when there was an explosion in the backyard and, and everything had gone black. And so we turned around, went back to the house, and we, we found that a tree limb had fallen on the power line and ripped the meter off the house. And this all happened just as the lead investigator was literally saying, let's begin. Um, I didn't think it was anything paranormal, but I thought it was a wonderful coincidence. And, you know, I said, we, and my reaction was, we already have a story to tell. <laughs> and, and I love that because yeah. I'm a storyteller. I'm a novelist and short story writer. Um, first and foremost, before I wrote nonfiction, uh, and and so we we called the power company, and, and the investigators hung around for a while, but we weren't going to be able to get the electricity um, re- repaired that evening. So they um, they asked whether they could come back in a couple of weeks and try again, and, and we told them sure. Um, interestingly. Um, a couple of days after that aborted attempt at investigation, the lead investigator called me and said that they had had some battery-operated audio recorders running and that, they, and that they had picked up a couple of electronic voice phenomena, EVPs. And um, one, of these EV, or one of the EVPs, and he sent them to me in an email, and I, I played it, and on the recording, you can hear the investigators talking about the power just going off. And one of the investigators says, I think a transformer blew. And then you hear this woman's voice. And it's kind of soft and whispery. And, sh- and it's not one of the investigators' voices. It's, it's distinct from their voices. And she says, not a transformer. And then she repeats that phrase two times, not a transformer, not a transformer. And I thought, well, that's interesting. And, and, my, and my thought was, well, they must be mistaken. Somebody must have said that. <laughs> you know, All right, we're going to have a little bit of a cliffhanger here because we have yeah. to take our, our first break. Mark oh. Spencer's our special guest. Wow. You know, fact is stranger than fiction, and this is another case. Mark Spencer's website is www authormarkspencer.com. That's authormarkspencer.com. And we'll be back and continuing this fascinating story here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. X Chronicles newspaper with our compliments, 92 full color pages, www.xchroniclesnewspaper.com. Publishing, uh, publishing every month since 1990. Nation, Mark Spencer is our special guest this hour. You know, this story is another example of what I say and what I mean after doing this show for 28 years, listening to the stories that I've heard from all over the world. That fact is stranger than fiction. Mark's website is www.authormarkspencer.com. And Mark, please continue this fascinating story. Uh, when we last left, the lead investigator had sent you EVPs that were picked up. So please take a, continue the story. This is fascinating. Yeah, so we, we have this EVP, mm-hmm. uh, this woman saying, not a transformer. Um, I'm thinking, well, it's a mistake, or, or they faked it. Yeah. Um, the lead investigator also said that something else interesting, another coincidence um, that occurred just when the tree limb in the backyard and and i didn't mention this but it was a a warm summer night it wasn't raining the wind wasn't blowing and it appeared to be a healthy tree 
and this limb just fell or in the power line as these investigators were about to begin their um, their work. Um, the lead investigator said that one of his investigators received a text message also at that very moment. And this was back in the early days of text messaging. You couldn't always tell who was sending you a text message. Right. And, and, and her phone just said unknown on it. And the message was, I am watching you. And, and so I thought, well, this is another wonderful coincidence, right? So anyway, the Louisiana spirits, um, they, they come back a couple of weeks later. And my wife says, we're not leaving the house this time. I don't want anything else broken because my house, my, my wife is really leaning toward, you know, believing all of this stuff. Um, and so my wife and I stayed on the second occasion when Louisiana spirits um, came and, and they did conduct a, a full investigation. And it was interesting for, for me and my wife to, um, to, to watch them um, conduct that investigation. And, and they got through the night, nothing got broken, no more tree limbs fell or anything like that. Right. And then a couple of weeks after that, they came back to the house for the reveal. And the lead investigator looked at me, we're all sitting at the dining room table, and, and he says, do you want to ask me the question that homeowners always want to ask? And I said, well, what is that? And he says, well, they always want to ask, is my house haunted? And I said, okay, is my house haunted? And he said, yes, definitely. And then he proceeded to play for me on his laptop computer over 40 EVPs, over 40 electronic voice phenomena. Um, at least 20 of these were what they called category A EVPs. These are, are clear, distinct phrases and sentences. Um, you don't need any special listening devices to, to hear them. And I, I remember just feeling the, the, the chills going up my back, listening to these voices. And, and I asked the investigators, well, who are these people? And they said, well, they're ghosts, they're spirits. And at this point, I was getting close to thinking that we weren't alone in the house. Mm -hmm. uh, I wasn't totally convinced, um, but but I certainly found all of these EVPs compelling. And the investigators seemed to, to find the EVPs rather convincing. As it turned out, there were at least six different voices um, or among these EVPs. About 75% of the EVPs were that of the woman, clearly the same voice, who, who said, not a transformer. Now let, let me let me ask you a few questions at this point. The um, the investigation that was conducted on your house the second time. Did you and your wife go around with the investigators? Yes, we did. And at any given time, did you see or hear anything that was out of the ordinary? Uh, I saw very early on in the investigation. Investigation. I saw one of the investigators on a camera. She was up in the attic mm -hmm. by herself and and I saw her and she's sitting on the couch in the attic in the south toward room and I saw her jump. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, did and, she did she know you were there when, when she jumped? No, no. Uh, and I, I asked her later what had happened and she said, well she was conducting an EVP session and she had asked whether Alan Bonner, um, one of the individuals who used to live in the house, mm -hmm. was was present. And she said that she heard him answer, and and that is very unusual. Usually, you don't hear these these voices at the time. You, mm -hmm. you you have to play the recording of them before you can hear them. She actually heard him respond. Um, she's she said she asked, "Is Alan Bonner here?" And she very distinctly heard this young man say, "Sure, I'm here," <laughs> and, and that's why she jumped because it was a, a unique experience for her. Um, All right, so you'll have to excuse my line of questioning. I'm an ex-cop. Sure. I look for evidence. So far, based on what I've heard, you know, there's the fact that I, I don't give EVPs very much credit, if any at all. 
because yeah. there is no scientific evidence to prove that EVPs are real. Because if they were real, they'd be recorded and heard at the same time on tape. And apparently, it doesn't work that way. Right. So, that makes no sense to me. Right. A lot of the EVPs always seem to come back after the investigators leave the property. Mm -hmm. So my question is, how do you know they're not faked? Yeah, well, that's exactly what I was thinking. Okay. <laughs> um, when the investigators came and they played these 40-plus EVPs, yeah. and I'm like, well, this, this is really compelling. But there's still part of my mind that's asking the question, how do they fake these and why do they fake these? And I'm trying to figure out, well, why, why they're trying to pull something over on me because I'm not paying them any money. They're not paying me any money. I'm, I'm not sure what, what's going on. Hmm. So, um, it wasn't too long after that, a few days or so that I decided I was going to conduct my own EVP session. Okay. And so I, I took, it was about a $10 battery operated little digital audio recorder. Mm -hmm. And I, I went up to the attic by myself. Right. One night. And I, I sat there and I'm not very patient, so I didn't <laughs> stay very long. Um, but I, and I felt strange sitting there by myself and, and asking questions. I, I asked whether Liddell Allen was, was present. Um, I asked whether she liked it there. And I had probably hadn't sat there for more than 15 minutes and, and I, was, I was tired of sitting there. So I um, played back what I had recorded, mm -hmm. if I had recorded. Progressive presents Married to Your Home. I'm disgusting. Oh, house, don't say that. You could live someplace so much better than me. That's not true. Oh, yeah? Look at these uneven stairs. Gross. House, you know I don't care. Ugh, and the squeaky door hinge. I think it's cute. No matter how much you already love your house, you'll love it more knowing you could save big bundling your home and auto with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Hurry into Mattress Firm. For a limited time, save up to $500 when you get a king bed for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin. Plus, get a free adjustable base with qualifying Sealy purchases up to a $4.99 value. Or get up to 60% off America's top-rated brands like Sealy Queen mattresses starting at $279.99 or Sleepies at $169.99. In stock for fast delivery only at Mattress Firm. Restrictions apply. See store or mattressfirm.com for details. Sometimes life can feel like a pressure cooker. From our work life to our personal lives and relationships, there's so much to balance. It's easy to feel weighed down when you're experiencing anxiety, stress, or sadness. But guess what? You're not alone. You may not know it now, but support is all around you. No matter where you are, all you need to do is ask. Let us help find you a community at churchescare.com. Churches are communities of care. Go to C-H-U-R-C-H-E-S-Care.com to explore the possibilities. Anything, And she had answered me. There was this woman's voice on my recording, on my, my digital recorder, answering my question. I had asked whether she liked it here, and she very distinctly, um, very clearly wanted to know that she was present. And she said, yes, I like it here. And that's when I became a believer, uh, because I'm up in the attic. I'm by myself. Mm -hmm. Certainly, there's not a woman up there with me. And, and I record this voice of a woman responding directly to a question. And, and that was when I became convinced that my wife and our children and I were, were not alone in the house. All right. So you're not alone in the house. You have this, this spirit of this person who is there. As, as, a, as an educator, as a dean and a professor... Mm -hmm. Why didn't you bring in members of the scientific community? Um, well, what, what kinds of members of the scientific community? Well, credible instead of, instead of so-called paranormal investigators who 99.999% have no idea what the hell they're doing. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We, we really, I don't think, knew who, who to call upon. Well, let's see. There's Lloyd Auerbach. Uh, he is one of the leading parapsychologists, uh, in, in the, and he's accredited. Uh, the list goes on and on and on. Uh, 
But when it comes to these paranormal investigators, you say you didn't pay them anything. They didn't pay you anything. But what it did was gave them credibility, which money can't buy. Right. Yeah, and it occurred to me that that might be their motivation. Mm -hmm. um, as I said, I remained a skeptic until yeah. I recorded an EVP of my own. And then my my wife and I um, had conducted some, some other EVP sessions of our own. And, and again, we, we recorded EVPs. We recorded these voices. And okay. so... Yeah, if there's another explanation for these voices, I'd, I'd love to know what it is. Um, so, but, so you, so you and your wife actually recorded EVPs yourselves without anybody in between. Right. All right. Yeah, without that, I I wouldn't, you know, have become um, a believer in the paranormal presence in the house. I mean, but but the fact that we we were recording these EVPs mm -hmm. on our own without any third parties, I mean, this was just something that we did. All right, you and I have to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. Please stand by, Exxon Nation. Our guest this hour is Mark Spencer, and his website is www.authormarkspencer.com. That's www.authormarkspencer.com. And we'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as we continue here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Check out the X-Zone TV channel on Simul TV at www.simultv.com. Mark Spencer is my guest, and uh, Mark, uh, you were telling us before we went to the news break that you and your wife actually went up and have uh, started doing your own EVP sessions. Yep. Did the paranormal activity at any point get to the part where there was poltergeist activity, where there were apparitions, uh, where there was telekinesis, or were there just the feelings of hauntings? Well, the first year that we were in the house, um, my I, I grew somewhat concerned about my wife because she seemed to um, suddenly have become very forgetful, and and she had never misplaced things prior to our moving into the Allen house. But after we did move in, she was always losing things. Mm -hmm. She was always misplacing her keys. She was always misplacing her check card or or something else, some small item. Um, that's, that's a small thing and that, and that can be easily explained, mm -hmm. but she also, um, remarked about the experiences that she frequently had during the day when I was at work. She would talk about, um, there suddenly being, being smells in the house, uh, in particular, the scent of cigar smoke, um, more significantly, um, or on a couple of occasions in that first year, she, she claimed to have seen things, she claimed to have seen shadow figures. Um, now, are we talking full shadow figures or in the corner of her eye? Um, full shadow figures. Okay. And I didn't see them, but you know, she's telling me this, and and this is again one of the reasons that I finally agreed to have um, this paranormal group come into the house because I thought maybe they could explain things. All right. Yeah. Let me ask you a question here. Prior to your entering the house, did your wife have any interest in the paranormal? Did she watch these paranormal TV shows? Um, we had watched, um, paranormal TV shows a couple of times. Mm -hmm. I think we had seen some episodes of, of ghost hunters a couple okay. of years before we bought the house, that sort of thing. But we were, we were not particularly in, engaged by, by those types of shows. No. When you when you bought the house, was it you know were you aware of its history that it was supposed to be haunted? Yeah, um, 
yeah, shortly after we, we moved to Monticello and um, became interested in purchasing the Allen House, mm -hmm. I did a, a Google search one day just to see whether there was any historical information on the house. And when I did, all sorts of paranormal sites came up because the house had long been reputed to, to have this activity. Um, I, I didn't take it seriously. I thought, well, it's, it's this big old house in a small town in the south. Um, mm -hmm. there, there was a suicide in the house. That's a historical fact. Uh, the house was kind of run down when, when we bought it. And it, and it looked kind of creepy. It's a um, rather, you know, convoluted style Victorian. So why did you buy it with all this history, run-down house, convoluted Victorian house? Oh, we loved it. We, we thought that the house was beautiful. Uh, we, we love convoluted, mm -hmm. run-down Victorian houses. Okay. So, um, as far as the paranormal was concerned, that, that wasn't any part of the equation. We had no interest in, in that. In fact, when we told people in town that we were interested in purchasing the Allen House, they would tell us not to. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'd say, well, why not? And they'd say, well, because it's haunted. And I, I just thought it was all amusing. I just thought that there were a lot of people in town with overactive imaginations. Okay. Uh, when you bought the house, did the real estate people disclose its possible history in that? And did they also disclose to you that there had been a suicide in the house? We didn't buy the house through a real estate agent. Okay. We bought the house directly from the owner. Oh, okay. Uh, we did approach a real estate agent um, when we first moved to town mm -hmm. and before we met the owner. Um, we we had no idea who owned the house, and so we went to a real estate agent one day right. and to see whether the agent would approach the owner and find out whether the owner would be interested in selling because we just thought that it was a beautiful old house, and, and we had bought beautiful old hundred-year-old houses previously right. and fixed okay. them up. So we, we just had an interest in, in old homes. Um, the real estate agent refused to work with us, um, and she wouldn't tell us why, other than that the, his, that the house had a history, um, which was very bizarre, we thought. <laughs> you know, we'd moved to this town where real estate agents didn't have an interest in earning a commission, apparently. Mm -hmm. Um, we just, she just said, no, she, she wouldn't work with us on, on purchasing the Owl House. She would help us buy any other house in town, but not the Allen House. How did that make you feel? We just thought it was very strange and we decided that we would approach the owner ourselves. And so we went to the house, um, shortly after that and, and nobody was home. Mm -hmm. Um, subsequently we learned that the, the woman who lived there frequently traveled and, and was often gone. But we told our new friends and acquaintances that we were interested in the house. And then a small town like this, word spreads. And the owner actually called me at my office one day and said that she heard that I was interested in buying her house. And, and that's how we began negotiations. So what are the kind of paranormal activity have you yourself seen? I mean, have you seen anything? Have you seen shadow peoples? Have you seen apparitions? Have you seen... Uh, articles moving across the room, tele, you know, as if somebody who's not there is pushing it. Have you yourself smelled the uh, the cigars? Yes, to all all of those. As a matter of fact, mm -hmm. uh, I I was standing in the kitchen one day, and my wife had just bought a a large glass vase, and she had filled it with red apples mm. and it placed it in the center of the kitchen table and i was standing across the room from that that um, kitchen table and for for some reason i i felt um compelled to to look over toward the table and when i did i saw that vase slide across the table by itself and fall off or to the floor, which I thought was very strange. Um, that That's a relatively minor thing um, compared to some of the experiences that, that we've had in the house. The, the most significant experience that I had in the house um, occurred in April of 2014. I was 
walking toward the master bedroom. I had not entered the room yet, um, but through the door, I could see my wife standing on the other side of, of the master bedroom at one of the South Tour windows. Mm-hmm. And her back was to me. Um, I was struck by um, her peach-colored blouse against the sage green curtain. Um, her, her hair was, was shiny, um, long and shiny down her back. Uh, couldn't see her face, just saw her back. And I'm, I'm looking to her as I, as I step into the room, and I continue looking at her as I walk all the way across the room, and I come around the end of, of the bed, because she's on the other side of, of the bed in the, in the turret area of the room, and I get about a yard away from her, and I, I'm still looking at her. I still haven't seen her face, um, and I literally open my mouth, to ask her what she's doing, because what what seemed odd was that it, it appeared that she was looking out the window, but she didn't have the the curtain pulled back. Hmm. So it was like her face was pressed into the to the curtain, um, and as I said, I literally had my mouth open to to ask her what she was doing, and then she vanished. She just disappeared. And cold air swept over me, and I was covered in goosebumps. And I was standing there with my mouth hanging open when my wife appeared at the doorway that I had come through. And she she stopped in the doorway, I guess startled at my appearance. I guess there was something um, odd about the way I looked because she stopped in the doorway and she said, why are you standing there looking so stupid? And and uh, after a few seconds, I was able to say, yeah. I'm, sh- I'm shivering <laughs> because that's what I was doing. And I wasn't shivering because I was scared. I was shivering because I was cold. Um, and, and there wasn't anything really frightening about the experience. Um, certainly nothing terrifying. And we've never had any experiences like that. We've, we've never been frightened um, in the house. We've never been afraid of anything. Um, but it was awe-inspiring. It was just an incredible experience to to be looking at what I thought was my wife mm-hmm. and then have her vanish like that. And previously, see, my, my wife had seen things. My wife had, had seen a, a full-bodied apparition in the hallway one night. Um, and... And I had come out of the bedroom looking for her because I was expecting her to to come to her room, and she she hadn't. And I stepped out into the hallway, and I found her on the floor struggling to breathe because the shock of seeing this full-bodied apparition just a couple of feet from her had literally taken her breath away. Stand by. We've got to take our final break. Exonation. Mark Spencer is our guest. And if you'd like to find out more about Mark, where you can buy his books www.authormarkspencer.com And this is The Exxon. I am Rob McConnell, and we'll be back on the other side of this break as we wrap up this hour here from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't forget the X Chronicles newspaper, www.xchroniclesnewspaper.com. Don't go away. Welcome back, everyone. Mark Spencer is our guest. His website is www.authormarkspencer.com. Mark, uh, besides you and your wife and the residents of the house having paranormal experiences, has anybody who is a guest or from the outside world, besides paranormal investigators here, 
have they had experiences in your house as well? Um, yeah, we've had guests in the house record EVPs of their own. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about anybody who has anything to do with the paranormal. Well, no, these, these weren't paranormal investigators. But why would they be recording EVPs? They, they just wanted to see whether they captured anything. All right. I mean, anybody the house. <laughs> anybody else, I whether, you know, because anybody who goes there to do an EVP, they have a, they have a, Mm-hmm. They have an, they 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 want something to happen. If you want something to happen, it will. I mean, somebody who has no idea. Well, we've had, um, yeah, I would say uh, we we've had repairmen, for instance, mm-hmm. come to the house. And and again, it's hard to say because they might have already known about the reputation of the house, yeah. and that could have prepared them psychologically. How about the uh, has have. You know, did you call in the city engineers to come in and check these things out to see what could possibly be a logical explanation? No, I no, we haven't had any city engineers come in. All right, so you haven't had any city engineers come in. You haven't had any members of the scientific community come in. Uh, Tell me about the TV shows, because you listed, I think, five of them here. The Haunting, My Ghost Story, Paranormal Witness, Ghost Brothers, and Ghost Hunters. How did these guys get involved? They contacted us. They just would call us up and mm-hmm. ask whether they could come and do TV shows. And uh, what were they able to capture? Uh, well, we were the fall premiere episode of Ghost Hunters in 2013 mm-hmm. because they um, they captured on video an apparition. Mm-hmm. And one of the original members of the TAPS team um, said that it was the first time he'd actually seen something. Tango, the, the guy they call Tango, uh, he, he said that for, for 10 years he'd been waiting to have that experience and he finally had the experience at our house. You do realize that Ghost Hunters has been blatantly exposed as a, as a fraud. You are aware of that, right? Well, I mean, all of these TV shows and, you know, have, have their critics, sure. And and to tell you the truth, I'm skeptical of most of the things that I see. If I, if I occasionally mm-hmm. watch one of those shows, I, I tend to be very skeptical. Um, I know they often play these EVPs um, and I can't hear anything. They have to put words up on the screen yeah. <laughs> to tell you what, what's being said and more often than not, it sounds to me like a cat meowing. Sure. Why do you think, you know, let me ask you a question. The other houses that you've bought, the old houses, the, the Victorian houses, which I love as well, they are unique and they are classics. Oh, yeah. Did any of these other houses present paranormal activity? No. No, not at all. At any given time, did you think that you or your family were in harm's way? No. Not at all. I, I, okay, so let me ask you this. Do you have tours that come through your house? Yeah, we, we give tours. It wasn't our, our intention. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember the night we closed on the purchase of the house, yeah. the, the, um, the seller said that I would have to hire security guards on Halloween because people would try to get her in the property mm-hmm. because the house had this reputation. Yeah. And I jokingly said, well, I think I'll sell tickets instead. Um, but then after we'd been in the house for a couple of months and my wife had dealt with people coming to the door every day, wanting to see the inside of the house, um, she suggested that we really do um, sell tickets on Halloween. And at, at first I was resistant, and and I and when I finally gave in to this idea of having tours on Halloween, I insisted that they be purely historical tours, that we not talk about paranormal activity at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would um, train some university students um, in the history of the house, and um, and have them give guided tours talking about architecture, and and the historical importance of, of the Allen family to the local community. 
Uh, and, and that was an, entirely our, our intention. Of course, what happened on Halloween, all these people show up and, and my tour guides are giving these tours talking about the history of the house and the Allen family and the architecture of the house. And then everybody says, yeah, but what about the ghost? <laughs> and, you know, um, and when people first started um, asking me to come to their their clubs and civic organizations to, to talk about the house, I, I tried to talk only about the history of the house. Um, but again, what I found was that people wanted to hear about the paranormal. So would you say that your house has become a little bit of the paratourism industry? Oh, yeah. Yeah, certainly. A little so, bit. So I mean, you, it's our, our private residence, and, and we don't give a lot of tours. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we do have our, our traditional Halloween tours, which are a big thing. There's not a lot to do with Monticello, Arkansas, on Halloween, and, and so people look forward to coming through and um, seeing the house. How much do you guys charge? We charge $10 a, a ticket. Wow. So it's a moneymaker as well. It helps you promote your books. Mm-hmm. You know, gives you plenty of free publicity on the television shows and the radio shows. Sure. You make ten bucks a person. Yeah. Oh. So there's money in their them their hills when it comes to the haunted industry. Yeah. Well, I yeah I understand there are some small towns that really promote um, the the idea of the paranormal throughout the town. They. they even claim to be one of the most haunted towns in mm-hmm. America or something like that. So, yeah, it's a business. What, is the, what do the other members of the university think about your exploits as a haunted uh, or a ghost researcher? Oh, they, they, they come to our tours. Um, they, they seem very interested. I mean, it's not something that I talk about on a daily basis or, or frequently at all at the university. Yeah. Um, and it's it's you know it's not my my primary interest. My wife is the one sure. who really manages the house. So she's the business partner when it comes to the hauntings. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty much, you know, her her business. It's funny that you put it that way. Mm-hmm. It's, it's funny because you know it was your wife who first had these occurrences. Uh, so you know, saying it kind of taints the entire thing when you look at it over the over the entire spectrum and and you see it was a business doesn't that take away from the credibility of anything that legitimate paranormal investigators would try to do well i don't think that the the interest that people have in the house is limited to the paranormal and and that is something that that we emphasize that the house is of architectural interest and of historical interest um the, the house was of, of interest to a lot of people when it was first built in 1906. Mm-hmm. We've come across three um, postcards that were, were mass-produced and, and, and sold um, prior to 1910 of the house because people were interested in the architecture of it. And we have architectural students who, who come to the house to study its design. And then there's uh, the historical significance of it, because Joe Lee Allen was a, a prominent businessman, a, a wealthy entrepreneur who made profound contributions to the community during the, the golden age of, of Monticello. Monticello was the most prosperous community in Arkansas, one of the most prosperous communities in this region of the United States from 1890 to 1920. And so... And so we, we emphasize that. I mean, sure, there are people who are interested in, in the paranormal, um, but there are also people who come to the house just because they, they want to see the architecture or they want to hear about the history. Um, there's also a tragic love story connected with the house. Uh, well, unfortunately, Mark, we've run out of time for tonight. I want to thank you for joining us. But I must tell you something, ExoNation. This seems like a marketing tool. He's an author. He sells books. He gets on radio shows and television shows that promote his house, promote him. People look him up. They buy his books. He charges 10 bucks a person for inside his house. He has architectural students come in because of the architectural design of the house. And yet he won't bring in any members of the scientific community to challenge or validate anything that these yahoos who call themselves paranormal investigators 
claim happens. I don't buy it. I think it's nothing else but a bunch of bunk. And when it comes to reality, when people see dollar signs, and if they see they can get ahead, personally ahead, by using the paranormal, whether they are an author, whether they're a TV producer, whether they are uh, an entrepreneur who has decided that there's a sucker born every second in the paranormal community, they take advantage. And I think that these people, these people who take advantage of other people who, who play on their fears, on their beliefs for their own gratification and their own interest, as well as promoting their own uh, their own projects, their books, their films, their DVDs, their TV shows, they're a disgrace. And I'm telling you, I don't believe this one bit. We'll be back on the other side of this break as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. My first grader was behind in reading, and this program has made a huge difference. She's now reading above grade level. I use it for my kids' nightly reading for school. We love it, and it's super easy and quick to do. My kid, who just turned four years old and has been using the program since January of this year, can now read. Thank you so much, Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just $1. Text the word KID to 323232 right now. It's fast and easy. Text KID to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text the word KID to 323232. Text KID to 323232. 